Afro Tales Podcast is a part of the Connected Podcast Network. Chef, Chef. Yes, Glio. Don't you love how we get to share our stories and recipes? Yes, I enjoy it greatly. Do you know what makes it possible for everyone to hear us? Yes, Glio. Our voices, obviously. True, but it's also Anchor, a hosting platform that distributes the podcast to places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and others. Oh, yes. And isn't everything needed to make a podcast in one place? That's correct. And the best thing of all, Chef, it's free. Free, you say? Free. And all I had to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So, you just had to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yep, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and do what we're doing now. Fantastic, Grio. Simply fantastic. I know, Chef. I know. Ahoy, my friend, and welcome aboard the Afro Tales Podcast, a ship that will carry us from location to location, exploring the tales that grew from the African diaspora in the Americas and the Caribbean. I am Amon Mazinga, your teller of yarns. As we head out, a particular yarn for each location will be spun. Come, sit with me, and enjoy this journey. The Runaways. Never had any idea of carrying the runaway slaves over the river. Even though I was right there on the plantation, right by the big river. It never got in my mind to do something like that. But one night, the woman whose house I had gone courting to said she knew a pretty girl wanted to cross the river and would I take her? Well, I met the girl and she was awful pretty and soon the woman was telling me how to get across, how to go and when to leave. Well, I had to think about it but each day that girl or that woman would come around ask me when I rode a girl across the river to the place called Ripley. Well, I finally said I would. And one night, I went over to the woman's house. My owner trusted me and let me come and go as I pleased, long as I didn't try to read or any writing. For writing and reading was forbidden to slaves. Now, I had heard about the other side of the river from the other slaves, but I thought it was just like the side we were lived on, the plantation. I thought there were slaves and masters over there too, and overseers and rawhide whips they used on us. That's why I was so scared. I thought I'd land that girl over there and some overseer didn't know us would beat us for being out at night. They could do that, you know. Well, I did it. 
Oh, it was long rowing, time in the cold with me worrying. But pretty soon I see a light up way high. Then I remembered the woman told me to watch for a light. Told me to roll to the light, which is what I did. And when I got to it, there were two men. They reached down and grabbed that girl. Then one of them took me by the arm, said, you about hungry? And if it hadn't been holding me, I would have fell out that rowboat. Well, that was my first trip. I was scared for a long time after that. But pretty soon I got over it as other folks asked me to take them across the river. Two and three at a time. I take them. I got used to making three and four trips every morning. Now it was funny. I never saw my passengers after the first girl because I took them on the nights when the moon was not showing. It was cloudy. And I always met them in an open or in a house with no lights. So I never saw them. Couldn't recognize them and couldn't describe them. But I would say to them, what you say? And they would say the password sounded something like a manair. Seemed the word came from the Bible somewhere, but I don't know. And they would have to say that word before I took them across. Well, then Ripley was a man named uh, Mr. Rankins. The rest was John, I think. He had a station, therefore escaping slaves. Ohio was a free state, I found out. So once they got across, Mr. Rankin would see them. We went at night so we could continue back for more and be sure no slave catchers would follow us there. Mr. Rankin had a big light about 30 feet high up and it burned all night. It meant freedom for slaves if they could get to that bright flame. I worked hard and almost got caught. I'd been rowing fugitives for almost four years. It was in 1863 and it was a night I carried 12 running aways across the river to Mr. Rankin's I stepped out of the boat back in Kentucky and they were after me don't know how they found out but the slave catchers didn't know were on my trail I ran away from the plantation and all who I knew there I lived in the fields and in the woods, even in caves. Sometimes I slept up in the tree branches or in a hay pile. I couldn't get across the river now. It was watched so closely. Finally, though, I did get across. Late one night, me and my wife went. I had gone back to the plantation to get her. Mr. Rankin's had him a bell about his time, along with the light. 
we were rowing and rowing. We could see the light and hear that bell, but it seemed we weren't getting any closer. It took forever, it seemed. That was because we were so scared and it was so dark. We knew we could get caught and never get caught. Well, we did get there. We pulled up there and went on to freedom. It was only a few months before all the slaves was freed, though. We didn't stay on that Ripley. We went on to Detroit because I wasn't taking no chances, you see. I have children and grandchildren now. Well, you know, the bigger ones don't care so much to hear about those times. But the little ones, well, they never get tired of hearing how their grandpa brought emancipation to loads of slaves he could touch and feel in the dark, but never, ever see. Wow. So, first things first, I want to thank everyone that has been a part of this voyages and anybody that hopped on for this final voyage of this particular season. I thank you for taking the time out and allowing me to share these stories and these recipes with you. This one is a little different, though. Out of all of the stories I've read, well, you know what? I'm going to let the author tell you why this one is a little different. Okay? So, let me read this to you. Carrying the Runaways is a reality tale of freedom. A true slave narrative. The former slave who first told the tale was an actual person, Arnold Graxton, a slave in Kentucky. His story of rowing runaways across the Ohio River represents thousands of such stories of escape to freedom. The abolitionist who helped the runaways once they were across the river was John Rankin a Presbyterian minister and a Southerner who lived in Ripley, Ohio. The town is still there, situated on the Great River. A rickety wood staircase leads up Liberty Hill from the Ohio River bottomlands to the underground station house of the Rankin family. From 1825 to 1865, More than 2,000 slaves were sheltered at the house and guided on by the family. Today, the Rankin House is a state memorial open to the public from April through October. Another fugitive, Levy Perry, born a slave, crossed the Ohio River into freedom with his mother about 1854. They were rescued by John Rankin and were taken in and 
taken care of at the house with the light. Years later, every six months or so, Levy Perry would settle his ten children around him and he would begin. Now listen, children. I want to tell you about slavery and how my mother and I ran away from it. So you'll know and never let it happen to you. This tale was told to me recently by my mother, Etta Bell Perry Hamilton, who was 92 years old and Levy Perry's oldest daughter. I couldn't say it in any better words than Mrs. Virginia Hamilton or Miss Virginia Hamilton said it right then. I read a lot of stories found by black authors and this one hits because this one is well if you are descendant of a slave this is part of your history this is the month in which I choose to celebrate Juneteenth not just for one day or one weekend but the entire month on this podcast and I want you to think about one thing as you reflect on this story some of you many of you maybe most of you are a descendant of someone who fought to live in a place that enslaved them fought for their freedom and just because you're here most of them want that freedom not all of them that fought for it but most of them and because most of them are here that means you are a precious gift to this world and I don't want you to allow anyone to take that from you you are precious you are the grandchild great grandchild of someone who was once enslaved in the land that you now live. Don't let anyone forget that and don't you forget that. You are precious beyond measure. You are greatness. I just want to say thank you. And until we meet again, please go see Chef. Get your recipe. Enjoy your meal. And as always, have a blessed day and a blessed life.
Welcome, my friends, to the galley. I am your chef, chef, and today we will be preparing a wonderful meal inspired by the story you have just heard. We will be creating today chicken, sausage, and okra stew. Now, what will you need for this recipe? Two tablespoons of vegetable oil, plus more if needed. One cup chopped sweet or yellow onion. Two celery stalks chopped. Two cups of chopped okra, fresh or frozen, whichever you decide. Two cloves garlic minced. Two tablespoons of Cajun seasoning. One teaspoon of smoked paprika. Four cups of chicken stock. Two teaspoons freshly ground black pepper divided. One teaspoon of kosher salt plus more as needed. One teaspoon of onion powder. One teaspoon of garlic powder. One pound of bone-in skinless chicken thighs. One 12-ounce package of smoked sausage. Turkey, beef, or pork kielbasa is up to you. And one cup of chopped green bell pepper. Now, how do we put this together? Easy. First, we will add oil to a large Dutch oven or blazing pan over medium heat. Then we will mix salt, one teaspoon of black pepper, onion powder, and garlic powder in a small bowl. Sprinkle seasoning mixture on the chicken. Then add chicken to preheated pan and brown on all sides. Slice the sausage and add to the pan with the chicken. Cook your sausage and chicken for about five minutes. Remove chicken and sausage from pan onto a plate. Now, you can add the peppers, onions, and celery to the pan and saute with a pinch of salt until soft, about five minutes. Remove the sauteed vegetables to the plate with the chicken and sausage. Now, you can add a little more oil to the pan if needed by this time. And you can add the okra and saute for about five to seven minutes. This Doing it alone will help to lessen the sliminess that okra produces. Then you can add the garlic and saute for another 30 seconds until fragrant. Now add the chicken, sausage and sauteed vegetables back into the pan. Add all remaining ingredients to the pan and cook covered for about 10 to 15 minutes until chicken pulls away from the pot. And then that is it, my friend. You are done. You have created another wonderful dish inspired by another wonderful story. And until we meet again, and I have another wonderful recipe for you. As always, enjoy. My friends, we are here 
and I want to thank you for coming out here on this voyage with me. Thank you for doing what you do and giving me the time to get to this point. I want you to join me in thanking Art by Chalet. I want to also join me in thanking those who create the sound effects and music on freesound.org and Free Music Archive. I want you to share this journey with your family and friends so that way they can be blessed just as you are. If you want to leave a comment or a review so others can learn about this voyage, please do so wherever you can. All other ways to support and contact me will be in the show notes. So please go there, check it out, and do what you do best and be you. Again, thank you. And until next time, have a blessed day.